Welcome back. You are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. This morning, Lyle is sick as a dog. He is in bed. We are praying for him and keeping him in mind. So please also uh, keep him in your prayers as he gets better and repairs, as well as Producer Shell, even though Producer Shell has had to come in today, poor sausage. Uh, she is also still sick. So keep them both in prayer. And hopefully, hopefully I won't get sick either. Uh, I don't have any plans to get sick. Do you know I actually made a New Year's resolution. And I don't know if this is 100% possible, but I actually made a New Year's resolution not to get sick at all this year uh, because last year was probably my sickest year to date. And I don't mean that like in a colloquial way. Fully sick. Yeah, I don't mean that like in a, it was the sickest year ever. I, just, I got sick more than any other year I've ever had in my life. And I was so sick of being sick by the end of the year that I was like, whatever it takes next year, I am not getting sick. I'm pumping myself full of micronutrients and vitamins and minerals and all the, whatever it takes. And uh, and so far, I haven't gotten sick except for that one little episode there in, um, oh, in Ethiopia. Haven't gotten sick. <laughs> Big air quotes. Haven't gotten sick. <laughs> Whilst in the country. <laughs> um, but yeah, so keep us all in prayer, please. Your breakfast mm. show team needs you. We are super grateful that Lawson has uh, been able to come in and fill in for Lyle while he's gone, uh, while he's sick. And uh, Lawson, we just love you. We love you so much. And uh, I yeah. love me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a millennial. <laughs> I'm not even a millennial. Did you know that? What are you? I'm post-millennial. I'm a Gen Z. What does that even mean? What yeah, even mean? I don't know. I think the millennial cutoff cutoff is is nineteen ninety six. I was born in ninety eight. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know that I'm a zenial. Zenial. I'm a zenial. Yeah. What is that? I don't it's really like... know, but it's just I know that's all that I am. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> who knows? You can't stick me in a box, all right? I can't be defined. That's what I'm saying. The, the interesting thing was is up until like. A year ago, I was a millennial. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. actually, you're not a millennial. We have a new classification for you. I'm yeah, like, that's right. Oh, okay. And I, and you know, and it's because the baby boomers are easy. There's like, you know, several decades of them. Yeah. With us, I feel like because, you know, time changes, like technology and everything is moving you're a so millennial. fast. I'm not a millennial at all. <laughs> um, but- Do you remember that time that I called Lyle a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> Did he lose his mind? Yeah, I proved to him on radio that he was actually a millennial. I don't think so. I, no, I did. No. I did. Dude, he doesn't use Instagram or Snapchat. No, no, no. Check it. Cause, yes, he does. He has Instagram. He doesn't use it. Yeah, but check it. This is how I did it. I said, Lyle, you use text language and like he sends me you instead of like you, like Y-O-U uh-huh. and stuff. I'm like, Lyle, you use text language and you don't own a house. You're a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> And that was, yeah, it was pretty good times. Lawson, that's so cheeky. I wish I was there for that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, naughty. Yeah. Um, But I'm younger than he is, so I should be more eligible to be a millennial, but I don't use text language because I love the English language. I'm not going to butcher it, but why didn't the letter U? True. Yeah, I can't stand it. I I don't say, I don't ever, ever, ever use LOL or LOL. I don't say it and oh, I don't... It's like my favourite word. I don't write it out either. If I'm going to laugh at something in a text, I will actually put ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and it might be in capitals and it might be really long and it might have a lot of explana- explanation marks at the end, depending on how funny or how much I actually laughed. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and I might <laughs> use some emojis. Man, you are so virtuous right now. It's <laughs> radiating off you. Wow. <laughs> Monica, Thank the preserver you. of the English language <laughs> over here. Woo, I'm feeling it. Oh, do you want to give us a clue for the quiz? Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to give them 
I'm going to give like a bit of a backlog. We're going to go back and take it from the top because this is so confusing for people. <laughs> I'm going to run through them all again. You ready? Yeah. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready now. What am I? Okay. I run around. Mercy. <laughs> Why do they have to give these crazy names in the Bible? Arana sold this to David so David could use it to burn a sacrifice. The fast God has chosen is to untie the cords of this and then break it. Peter rebuked those of the circumcision for placing this upon Gentile believers when they themselves could not bear it. And our latest new clue, number four, the Lord commanded Jeremiah to make one of these and place it on his own neck. Jeremiah was commanded by the Lord to make one of these and place it on his own neck. Lawson, we only have, we only have one clue left, Lawson. <laughs> and the next clue is like easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, but if you think you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. That's 1-800-324-843. If you get it right, we will send you the book, uh, The Story of Redemption and Steps to Christ combined into one amazing volume. Get your copy now by telling me the answer. Lawson's got this like hundred yes, hundred yard stare on him, just gazing into the middle space. He's just concentrating so hard, thinks he knows what the answer is. He probably doesn't though. Okay, I, you said I was on the right track when I wrote down this. Yes, because that's what it is ge- generally made out of. Oh, yes. Is, is it? Uh... I think we have to tell people what you've written down. So Lawson guessed wood. And um, and it's not the answer is not wood, but the answer is something that is usually made out of wood. <laughs> so that's what I meant when I said you were heading down the right path. And he yeah. put it on his neck. Do you usually put it on your neck? Uh, I yes, but when you say me, do I usually put it on my no, neck? No, no. Um, look. In the Bible, it uses this as an example of something that figuratively figuratively happens. So this is something that I could place on my neck in a figuratively way, depending on how poor my actions and decisions are. Oh. Mm, yeah. Is it getting super cryptic now? <laughs> Can I tell the people what you've guessed? <laughs> Lawson has written down the word hat, and he's very, very, very wrong. <laughs> That is actually super close. You need the old-timey word for that, Lawson. Lawson's losing his mind. I wish you were all here to see how much he's just lost it. He's, like, so stunned. This, I think the problem with this quiz is just very, very cryptically written today. And I'm sorry for that. I'm so confused. When you get it, when you, when you find out what it is, you will absolutely kick yourself. <laughs> and I can't be there to watch that happen. Anyway, we should launch into our 20 million movement. Yes. For those of you who don't know what our 20 million movement is, uh, it is the Bible study that we do every day, um, and we actually do it with 20 million other people around the world. So every uh, every, uh, term, uh, Uh every year, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church um, produces and prints um, a study guide. 
as it were, a Bible study guide. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has a different theme each term. You know, we've done in the past, we've done um, the book of Revelation. We've done, um, you know, families, um, you know, it's all different kinds of wonderful topics. And then uh, these are printed around the world and around the world, the Seventh-day Adventist Church um, and members thereof and even non-members uh, can get a copy of this. You can find it online for free if you want to read PDF, uh, but you can also purchase a copy. They're like, I don't know, two, three, five bucks. Mm. Uh, you can, in Australia, you can get them from Better Books and Food. You can order them online and have them sent to your house. And uh, and every day it has like one page, one page, just a few paragraphs. You can study along. And then, of course, on the weekend uh, when uh, people get together at church, they then sort of go over the whole week and then they do an in-depth study on the weekend pages. So it's a really, really wonderful initiative, one of the most successful um, Bible study initiatives uh, ever created. Wow. Uh, just, you know, for people to study by themselves or with their families or in small groups. And uh, and you can be a part of that 20 million movement. Uh, just give us a call here. We can direct you uh, where to get a copy of the study guide. Well, actually, I have it on my phone. Yeah, it's like it's, a really yeah. good app. Yeah, you can get an Sabbath app and just School do that if you're a millennial. Bam, there you um, go. So our number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. But we love studying this every single day here on The Breakfast Show. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Of course, the um the topic for for this week's um it's like study romance we've been going and love through and is romance and love yeah. and relationships. Something that um that we don't know anything about, do we, Lawson? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say we don't know anything about. Ha- have you experienced things? I've, I've been in a relationship like, before. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, 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 I've been in a relationship before, so that perfectly qualifies us to be able to talk <laughs> about <laughs> things to do with relationships. Well, we don't we don't have any uh, experience with marriage, though. Yeah, so okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, romance and love and sex is something that is largely enjoyed within the the uh, the safety of a marriage. Mm-hmm. So we don't have those kind of experiences yeah. and qualifications. So pity that Lyle's not here. But something something that I, I think we all have experience in whether you're um you know married or not um we all have experience or we've all you know in 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 a first-hand sense or a second-hand sense we've all had experience of the breakdowns of relationships yes right we've, yeah absolutely we've, you know we've seen people around us um no longer be in a relationship or us ourselves you know no longer be in a relationship when you formerly were in a relationship. And sure, that can be in the friend context or that can be in the in the courting mm-hmm. boyfriend-girlfriend context. And it's something that, you know, <laughs> is something that is very difficult to navigate. Undoubtedly, uh, the most painful period of my time, of my life, was going through a breakup. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, I can sympathize with your weakness. Oh, vomit. <laughs> So I knew this would happen. Two single people attempting to talk about relationships on air were inevitably going to be mocked. And I've already got a message come through from producer Shell. Just talk about Lyle and me and our perfect relationship. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's sitting there laughing Can the married people in the room please sit down? <laughs> you know, we, we do – you know what I appreciate as a single person, Lawson? What is that? I appreciate – married people who work on their relationships so that they can model to single people mm. what God has in store 100%. for them um, if they keep following him. So I actually really appreciate the the people in our churches who are sticking close to God mm. with their husbands and wives and uh, and are able to set an example and to, uh, to lead through example. Yeah. 
um, you know, into what will be the next chapter for many people. 100%. Maybe not for you, Lawson. Oh. Or me. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give in to Shell's wishes and, and just talk it like, you know, because like, oh my word. Did you, is that your alarm clock going off yep. live on air? <laughs> is this the time you usually wake up? Sometimes. That's my sleeping alarm. That's my sleeping alarm. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. I forgive you. But anyways, um, you know, when I look at a, a at a couple like Lyle and Shell, you know, I, I can look around and see, you know, so, uh, the past that I'm working under at the moment, Blake Penland, mm-hmm. um, Blake Blake and Malvinas. I, I look yes. around and I see the way that that God has worked in that relationship because um, <laughs> he really needs to work in those kinds of relationships. Um, to <laughs> What are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. I hope they're not listening this morning, but um, go on. No, but just to, to you know, to <laughs> make that unity something, you know, that, that unity of marriage something that is conducive to something that's good, to yes. something that's helpful, to, to something that's, um, you know, that, that means something that helps others. Because I think ultimately one of the biggest, uh, you know, factors in marriage is like, does it actually help us to be married? You know, and I think the next step from there is like, you know, when I think about the occupation of, of Lyle, for example, as an evangelist, like, and, and in ministry and Blake as well, like, does this marriage in some way enhance my ministry? Does it help mm. or hinder my ministry? Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, for myself as, as a young person in ministry, I'm currently working for a church. I come in and speak on radio for, you know, sometimes and, 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 uh, you know, I have some evangelism gigs coming up. You know, when it comes to me, I'm talking very um, um, observantly because, um, of course, um, not much experience. But when it comes to me looking for someone to be in a relationship with, I, I guess that's a huge factor for me. Um, and it's good that I have awesome spiritual mentors around me who who have achieved that, that, have, that you know, are in ministry and have a relationship that works for them in, in that sense. Um, that's a huge factor for me. And it's actually it's something I've been thinking thinking about a lot lately. I, I've you know I've been through some 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 breakups and, and times where you know um, I dated someone and I was like no this isn't working and 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 split it off. Um, something I've been thinking about lately, especially for me in my position at the moment, being being a young twenty year old guy, like there is a time to get married mm-hmm. and there's a time to not get married. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent, and you know. I think definitely I'm in a period in my life at the moment where I'm just really focusing on Jesus, really focusing on his work um, and just, just keeping my head down and my butt up and just, you know, pu- really pushing forward and, and, and doing his work. But I think, it's, I think it's interesting, you know, especially as a young guy like, like myself, especially coming, coming from the world, you kind of see, and this is terrible, but I'm going to say it because this is this is how guys work. Um, in a lot of the time, is you kind of see, you know, most women your age, especially as like some kind of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, this person's really nice. I should try hard to 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 win her affections. To win her affections, mm-hmm. and I think that was something that I used to fall into in the past. I think especially especially as a non-Christian, but then becoming a Christian, that's something that I really had to deal with in my life um, as I stepped into. Um, a place where I had to, you know, be be a responsible Christian and a representative of Jesus. I think especially, you know, putting myself out there in ministry, um, I quickly learned that, man, you know, life and ministry and all those things, you know, um, you just got to learn to be friends 
with women. Do you think that's possible? Because a lot of people who think that friendships okay. between men and women is possible. I, I believe I've achieved it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm being like full serious. Like, no, go on. Um, no, God has really helped me with this. This is something that's been a, a bit of a realization for me over, you know, well, I think since I went to Arise, that sort of started my journey of like, oh, man, i got to be friends with women. Um, you know, rather than thinking of every woman as an opportunity to win affection and such and such. Um, but God has really just been um, just shoving this in my face and he's been teaching me a lot about this, especially the position that, I, that I'm that i in this year. I said, again, I, I'm Bible working, but also I, I've got a somewhat of a leadership position um, in, in my church. And there are Bible workers working under me who are females, who are my age, um, and who are, you know, very nice and amazing people. But you have to keep a level of professionalism, right? Yeah, level mm. of professionalism, which is, I think, more difficult as a Bible worker because it's very, it's a very personal thing. Like, all the Bible workers that I worked with are my closest friends in the world, mm-hmm. um, legit. And a lot of them have been women. And there's actually something. I have the methods, bro. I have the, methods, the cultivated okay. methods. This is what I do. This is, might be a little bit embarrassing to admit. But I, I do this because it's super duper important to me and it's helped me have amazing friendships with women at my church this is basically what i say when a woman when a woman starts at my church get to know them about a week in i say to them this i say hey look i have you know i sort of pull them aside have a conversation with them um i say hey look just so we're on the same page i'm not here to flirt with you (laughs) that's Uh what i say i say i'm not here to flirt with you i'm not here to chase you and I'm not here to to try and, and win your affection. Mm-hmm. And I say that to them not, you know, because I'm like, oh, don't chase me. Yeah. But for their sakes, I, I have three sisters and I know it's a huge struggle for, for girls in general to, you know, want they want to be friends with a guy, you know, show him some attention as a friend. But then they're like worried that, oh, he might get the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. And especially in some form or level of leadership that I'm in, um, I'm, I'm just so convicted that I have to make – the, the women safe that, yeah, yeah, safe and, and not uneasy. And so that's just been something that's really been helping me. Uh, that's been something that I've been learning. But we're going to talk a little bit more about relationships after this. This is Andrew Peterson with Love is a Good Thing. You knocked me down and dragged me out and left me there for dead. You took all the freedom I wanted and gave me something else instead. Blew my mind, it bled me dry It hit me like a long goodbye Nobody here knows better than I That it's a good thing Love is a good thing It'll fall like rain on your parade Laugh at the plans that you tried to make Wear you down till your heart just breaks And it's a good thing Love is a good thing In the middle of the night It'll take just a little too much It'll burn you like a cinder Till you're tender to the touch It'll chase you down and swallow you whole It'll make your blood run hot and cold Like a thief in the night It'll steal your soul And that's a good thing Love is a good thing It'll follow you down to the ruins of the great divide Open the wounds that you tried to hide There in 
of the heart that died, you'll find a good thing. Cause love is a good thing. Oh, love is a good thing. Who take cover? We have another clue for the quiz. We have, I think, the final clue for the quiz. And I think after this one, I'm going to have to start making them up, uh, especially if um, people still aren't giving them, because this is a really hard quiz. Why Why would you do it if it's so hard? Like- because actually, sometimes our hardest quizzes are snapped up earliest. Oh. Like sometimes people are like, yeah, I know what that is. It's surprising. Okay, so <laughs> what am I? In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 30, Jesus says, For my blank is easy and my burden is light. See how quickly you wrote that down, Lawson. Lawson knows the answer. For my blank is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven thirty. Slam that pen down, Lawson. Look how happy he is. He finally got the answer right. If you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. You can win the prize. Yeah, have a look at the quiz clues. I'm so kidding. So they still don't really make sense still, do they? Yeah, no. Even though you know the answer, you're like, well, how does that work? We all learned something this morning. We all learned something this morning. We can say that. Oh, man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So Amen for Bible. It's all, do you know what? You can study your whole life and still learn something new from the Bible yeah. Amen. every day. Amen. Praise be to God. It'll never, ever get boring or old or worn out. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. But... Yes. You know what else that we love to talk about as two single people on the radio that never gets boring or old or worn out? I just want to say I've never spoken about this as two single people on the radio. Relationships. <laughs> but, okay, so before before the break we had there. Uh, by the way, that was Andrew Peterson with Love is a Good Thing, if you want to listen thing. to that at home. Because um, love is a fantastic thing. Um, but I was sharing my tried and true method on how to actually be friends with a woman. Yes, yeah. And that and that was essentially, you know, it's it's a pretty blunt way, just just opening up and saying, you know, I, I, okay, I'm thinking about like I, I want to talk over myself. But yeah, just opening up and saying, "Hey, look, this is this is where I'm at. We're working together um, for your sake and my sake, you know, I'm not going to chase you. Uh, I'm not here to flirt with you. Um, let's let's keep it professional." And the the reason I say that is because 
I don't know, vulnerability is something that I very much value. Um, it's like what I think what it's, it's what makes friendships when you, when you can be open and vulnerable with someone and, and working on a ministry team. Um, yeah, vulnerability is just such a huge thing. And so vulnerability is only achievable when you trust someone, Mm -hmm. right? And you know, when, when, when you're not uneasy. Um, and so, yeah, I think I do that mostly for trust because uh, I've just heard some, you know, even, even lately, just just some real horror stories about guys just just in general guys preying on women um even even in ministry and it's it's terrible and it boils my blood you know i had a story actually um when we were at camp there was a, a lady speaking in the connection center i believe she was doing the the Testimonies. Oh yeah. Um, her name was Jennifer Jill Schwartz. Is yeah. that? Is no, that Jennifer Jill Schwartz. We Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, she's, she's an absolute great. gun. I like loved her. She was cool. And then I talked to her after, and it was it was awesome. Um, but she shared just this testimony. It was absolutely harrowing to me. She talked about how one time, um, she was working in an independent ministry. Um, they're on a bus touring around in America, sharing with people, and um how there was the guy the leader of the ministry and he was like the real face of the ministry he he was like making moves mm. on like all the women of the ministry and then tried to make a move on on Jennifer um and Jennifer you know declined all his sort of advances um and then one day driving to the airport she's dropping him off and this dude just decides to like full lunge at her and she pushes him away and the guy gets out of the car and she drives off and it's like super terrible situation. And that thing just freaks me out. Like it just completely freaks me out. And I, I feel so much for her in that situation. Um, but I feel also for, for the, the women in ministry, um, the women who are doing the work of the Lord and who get taken advantage of in that way. And so it's just so important to me. You know, we're talking about relationships here. Um, relationships are something that are pure and awesome and amazing. And the abuse, um, the, the abuse and neglect um, of, of real godly relationships, you know, in, in the romantic sense and in the friendship sense, um, it's just something that can absolutely rip apart someone's faith. And yeah, I know I, for me, like I am just so convicted um, and convinced and I just like want to, I want to be the difference in the world. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's like one of the biggest motivations for me to sort of tell, you know, to have that conversation with a girl about, oh, look, I'm not here to flirt with you. Not that like, yeah, sure. One of the motivations is, hey, we're going to keep it professional and such and such and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, you know, my sister's. Um, themselves, they work in you know non-Christian industries. My sister, she's a my older sister. She's a um, she's you know the HR manager at a mining company. My second older sister works at a law firm. My younger sister, she's in uni at the moment, uh, working, and then she's a rowing coach at a school. And they've all told me stories, not from those specific places, but they've all told me horror stories about how you know people have tried to take advantage of them and and people have made unwarranted advances. Um, and I just man, I'm just like. Oh, it just makes me so sad and I empathize so much. And so, yeah. Oh, man, this is going really well. I, yeah. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's good that you pointed – I mean, it's, it's, it's no good to point out. Um, it, it's not just that you want to do the right thing, but you also want to safeguard the woman's personal walk. Because like yeah, you mentioned, fully. having someone, uh, you know, abuse uh, – um, 
abuse anyone really in the church can absolutely be devastating to yeah, their spiritual 100%. experience. And you can imagine, like, a, you know, if there was a newcomer uh, who was then, you know, approached and abused by someone in the church, that would absolutely repel them from the church. So you need yeah. to think about it in terms of their eternal life yeah. and what your actions are saying to them about the character of God. Mm. And that's why I think as, as men as well, like, we should be really praying for God's, you know, protection. We all have, you know, temptations and, and we all have the ability to fall to sin. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying, oh, every man is, is evil and, and they should watch out. Um, but what I am saying is just in just in every sense. Um, I, I just know, especially for myself, I'm like, I'm in a position, especially looking from the outside, that's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit vulnerable, um, being a single man, being leadership over, over other people. So I'm just like, I am just going to pray for God's protection. I'm going to do everything that I can um, to protect the women that I'm working with um, and to be upfront and straight up and honest with them um, so that we can have, uh, you know, a decent working um, relationship and friendship. And honestly, like it has been the biggest, one of the biggest blessings in my life because I have, you know, I could just list them off now. Um, ja- shout out Jasmine, shout out Rochelle, shout out Ellie Penman, shout out Nyla, um, shout out Minnie Fraun, like all these people in my life, all these girls in my life who I've been amazing friends with, um, who have influenced me so much and they've you know, supported me and loved me through, you know, some, some of the hardest situations. I mean, they've been there for me because there's been this level of trust. Um, there's been this awesome friendship. Um, and that just came with, you know, thinking about those guys and their experience and, and being open and, letting and, and God honest lead you. with them. And God, yeah, God is really growing me in that respect. And I think that should, yeah, that should be every man's prayer to, to help them treat women like Jesus did. Amen. Important message there. Uh, thank you, Lawson. And a reminder to the men. This is Josh Cunningham with Three Chords. Well, follow your heart is what they say. I know that if I do, I'll be following something I can't know. Deceitful and untrue I couldn't love you if I tried I couldn't find a way Unless my heart is led by God I'll only go astray If we wanna be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you well, God is love, He gives to us a priceless gift that's free He gave Himself, He gave His all unconditionally I want to love you like He does, Lord Give me eyes to see only way I can is if you live inside of me If we want to be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two There's got to be three chords woven, God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Love is kind, love never fails It ain't boastful, proud or rude It 
bears all things, believes all things, rejoices in the truth. And love will never seek her own, love's patient, love endures. And if we want love like that, it's what we'll have to do. If we want to be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's got to be three cords woven. God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Camping caravanning scene. Join Australia's largest annual national gathering of travellers and caravanners at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre this year, Stewart's Point, New South Wales. It's an amazing campground among the trees. Inspirational Christian speakers. With incredible music. And beautiful beaches. And a relaxing environment. Be part of the community and make friends for life. May 10 through 18. Stewart's Point Caravan and Convention Centre. Contact Debbie on 02-4994-3220 or simply email graynomads at adventist.org.au. Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. 
For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happy hearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. <laughs> to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. God sent His Son They called Him Jesus He came to love Heal and forgive He lived and Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, yes, I know, he owns the future. And life is a world. Born baby, and feel the pride and joy he gives, but greater still, the calm assurance this shocking face and certain days because he lives. He lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. Our fear is gone because I know he owns the future, and life is worth.
Welcome back. You are listening to The Breakfast Show Yay. on Faith FM. This morning, Lawson filling in for Lyle and Mon as ever. Lawson, I am so stoked. Oh, by the way, uh, we've run out of quiz clues, but I am going to hit you with a uh, one that I've homemade. I'm feeling it. So, okay. So, what am I? You will find something else with the exact same name at the center of an egg. <laughs> Spell a little bit different, but uh, give us a call if you can figure out what sun? that is. <laughs> what? Give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM is that number. That's one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Question of the mm-hmm. day time. You ready for this, Lawson? Yeah, yeah. What's up? How do I know if I've got my ticket to heaven? <laughs> um. Okay. How do I know if I got my ticket to heaven? Well, look. You just. You just. You just. You just, just like decide. a feeling? No, you just, you just wake you up. You're like, yeah, like uh, I'm you know, because I, I guess another way that this 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 booked. this question could be phrased is, how do I know that I'm going to heaven? And um, how do you know? Well, you decide if you want to go to heaven. But uh, this doesn't mean you get to go just because you're like, yeah, I'm going to heaven. It's like me saying, well, do you know what? I have decided that I get to go to Hawaii, but mm-hmm. I can't afford to go to Hawaii right now. <laughs> I'm not going to turn up at Qantas and be like, look, I have decided that I'm going to Hawaii, so step aside, I'm going to go board this plane. They're going to be like, have you paid? But have you heard of what's called or what's referred to in the Bible as the gift of God? Go Ooh, on, Lawson. Go see, on. Salvation. When we're talking here about salvation, going to heaven, um, it's a gift. It's a gift given by by God. Um, th- there's a few ways in which you can you can look at this question. You could go to John 3, 5, for example, and says, Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you need those things to be born of the water and of the spirit. The symbolism there, the water being, um, the water being, you know, a symbol of baptism mm-hmm. and the spirit being, uh, you know, the symbol of the Holy Spirit working in your life to, to sanctify you and change your heart. I think of other verses like, uh, oh, for example, um, oh, Ephesians 2.10 is, you know, for we, for we are saved by grace as gift of God, not that anyone should boast. Um, yeah, look, salvation is a gift given to us by God and we decide if we want it or not. That's just simply the reality of the matter. There are some things that play into that. But ultimately, the ultimate, uh, I, I guess, overarching theme is that, you know, this whole great controversy that we're living, you know, we're living in this earth filled with sin. God has made a means, um, you know, he's provided a way for us to get through this, um, to be able to, to, re- to turn to a life that's restored in him. And essentially, it all just revolves around free choice. Okay, so you just decide that you want it. Yes. And it gets given to you. Mm-hmm. So what if you're just like driving along in a car right now, you're like, yeah, I'll have that. Boom, I've got it. Okay, thanks. Never have to do that again. Well, look, I, like once you've been, once it's been given, once it's been given to you, do you always just have it? Well, I think, look, it, being in heaven, um, you know, achieving salvation, it's, you know, salvation is referenced here in John 3, 5 as the kingdom of God, being a part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Um, what it takes to get to heaven is deciding that 
you know, because what, 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 what did it take for God to get us to heaven, right? So we sinned, we're like lost in sin. Um, and then the Bible says that God desired all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Um, for there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, he dies on a cross for us. You know, the most Amen. spectacular yeah. and amazing act of grace and love that anyone has ever seen to create a means, to create a way in which we can achieve heaven. And, and, and what did that symbolize him dying on the cross? That your sins are no longer your own, but I will take them. I will die for them so there is you know when it comes to getting to heaven there is an act of of you know what's called repentance the word repentance is a word that literally means doing one thing and stopping and doing the other thing um in in the christian context repentance is you're a sinful person living in sin and then you make a decision you say i don't want to live in sin anymore i want to be a follower of jesus Man, the day that you decide to do that, you know, and uh, I'm not going to talk about here, but, oh, but did you really decide or did you, you know, did you mean what you said? No, I'm just going to say like the day that you earnestly decide, hey, I don't want to live in sin anymore. I want to follow Jesus. Man, that is the day when you get your ticket to heaven. And the, the, the amazing thing about that, it's not about, you know, circumstances or paying sacraments or whatever. It's just about, it's just about deciding. You just have to make your own personal decision in your heart. Do I want to follow Jesus today? Do I want to let go of the sin? You know, the Bible calls sin is, you know, the sins and weights that so easily ensnare us. Do I want to let go of that and go to Jesus, the God of the universe who loves me so much and who died for me on a cross? And the answer is yes, you just have to decide. And that's the decision that we're all presented with. So I pray, I pray that you stop your car and you make that decision today. This is City of Light with only a holy God.
That was City Light with only a holy God. And we have come to the end of our show. Yes, time to give something away for free. I just got to say, yeah. before we get into it, I've, yeah. I've just received amazing news. Oh, goodness, Lawson. <laughs> no one's going to have any idea what you're talking about. The Tottenham Hotspurs are in the Champions League finals. No one even knows. This Lawson is like, like the greatest thing ever. I'm so stoked on life. But anyways, no. Lawson like slammed his phone down and was jumping up and down and squealing like a little girl in the studio. And everyone's like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And then still don't even know what that actually means. But uh, <laughs> it's my favorite soccer team. They're in the Champions League. Oh, okay, okay. Anyways, time for our listeners to get excited because we are going to be giving away one of Kemi's albums. Kemi was in here earlier talking about her uh, brand new album. We played two songs of it and we're giving away the whole thing now. Note to Self by Kemi Ogendi. So this album is, is, is lit. It's picking up some traction. It's awesome. People are loving it. It's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven track album. Perfect number. Um, and yeah, you can pick this up by just literally giving us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. 1-800-324-843. First person to call us through, uh, call through to us, will get this album, Totes for Free, sent totally to you. Totally for free. Yeah, Kemi Agendi, Note to Self, really beautiful album. Anyway, stay tuned. We have more great programming coming mm-hmm. up after the show today. We'll, of course, be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. Laws, uh, Lyle is still sick, so Laws will take the week out for us. We're really looking forward to that. If you would like to know more about the Bible or have a Bible study uh, online or in person, give us a call. We can set that up for you. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number.